Have you ever wanted to get into the tax industry, but didn't know where to begin? Or maybe just wished you could turn your social media likes into hard cash? Now you can! Elite 8 Tax Pro Solutions has everything you need to start or grow your own tax business. We even have a referral program for those just looking to earn extra cash without having to learn the ins and outs of taxes. For as little as $99, you can unlock unlimited earning potential in the tax industry with the tools, support, and training of an industry leader. Visit ElitePTS.com today for more information. services was mainly because of the certifications they have received. George and his crew have multiple certifications and I felt very comfortable in switching from my previous tax preparation company to his company. I have extreme confidence in my tax return this year. His attention to detail was amazing and I felt like nothing was going to be missed and with my job and being an independent contractor and being a, a private business owner there are so many pieces of the puzzle, and I didn't want any of those things to be missed. And believe me, I believe that they found it. Get behind the shield. Ready to begin your business? Should you be an LLC or a C corporation? How do you track the cost of goods versus operating supplies? What are your depreciable assets? Are you structured to obtain business credit? Not sure? Get a boss. An individual business operation success suite from Elite 8 Tax and Financial Services will position your business for success and avoid the pitfalls of startups. From registering with your state, operating agreements, bookkeeping, tax filings, and more, Elite 8 Tax and Financial Services can be your growth partner at every level of your business. Schedule your needs assessment today at www. Elite8financial.com slash boss or by phone at 469 412 0056. One of the questions was how was our experience in comparison to with, with Elite 8 in comparison to other tax professional services? I think I'll just kind of turn that over to my husband and what he would think. Being up on the military services, um, during the past, I will always use a um, service, online service throughout the military. And one thing I didn't like about it is not able to speak to someone live. And since I've been with me, having that person live in front of me has been way more. If me and my wife had to recommend lead aid to a family and friend, one of the strong attributes would be confidence. As a leader in the United States military, I've always been confident. And my, since my post-retirement, when I'm utilizing a business, I want to make sure they're confident in their answers and their tax preparation. Get behind the shield. Get, get, get that. Welcome to Boss Talk Radio, brought to you by Elite Eight Tax and Financial Services with your host, George Dandridge. 
Now I kind of know what that feels like when uh, Steve Harvey used to always say, Steve Harvey got a radio show. <laughs> I still don't uh, quite get over the excitement of that, y'all. I'm having so much fun here at Boss Talk Radio. And um, I mean, there's just so many things positive happening in this year called 2020. How are you guys doing with your 2020? You know, I saw a lot of people uh, toward the end of last year saying they couldn't wait till 2020 and how terrible 2019 was. But this is the time of the year that you really um, set the pace for the rest of the year. So if you're not already on track, you want to kind of turn that thing around. And if you're a business owner, business owners, you have to either be at or stream this weekend's Boss 2020 seminar. It's the inaugural event. Uh, you can buy tickets at boss-2020.eventbrite.com. I'm going to put that up on the uh, screen there. Um, so even if you're not in the DFW area, you can take advantage of this. It's going to be a phenomenal event. Attorneys, wealth managers. Uh, retirement planners, profit first strategy, CPAs, tax consultants, the whole night. I mean, we're really uh, giving you guys what you need to put your business in the right position. You know, a lot of times we talked about this on past episodes, how a lot of times new business owners have to mitigate that uh, initial cost of doing business and trying to get some things done th themselves. But I promise you the investment in getting things done the right way from the start is far cheaper than trying to correct it on the back end. And if you've been tuned in this month, we have the month of money uh, going on. And already uh, we've had one of our boss speakers on talking to you about the perils of uh, mitigating contracts or not having proper agreements in place. We've had uh, some of the other boss speakers on talking to you about finance and planning and tax strategies and whatnot. Uh, last week, we had uh, Corinne Coger on uh, in the Marked for Success episode telling you guys um, all about how to get trademarks and when you should get them and everything. Um, and it doesn't stop. You know, today uh, we have a very special guest uh, coming to you, uh, one of Philly's finest, going to be teaching you guys all about business. And, you know, this is the one where y'all going to have to forgive me in advance because you may see me laughing in the background and, you know, giving high fives to somebody not even in the studio, but there are so many, how do I want to say this, janky promoters out here in this credit industry, you know. And I tell you guys all the time, there's really no sense in, in paying to have your credit repaired if you're not going to change the behaviors that put you in that situation or bother to understand credit. A couple of weeks ago, uh, we had Boss Talk, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Boss 2020 speaker, Johans Harrison on, and uh, he was telling you guys about his podcast called The Money Script, and telling you guys that if you only invested 30 minutes per week, 
per week, not even one sitcom length. 30 minutes per week in your financial education at the end of the course of a year, you will be so much better off and your habits will start to change. But today, you know, um, a lot of you are trending that line of success. You know what you need for your business, but you don't have the capital and you haven't created a lane to get the lines of credit and things of that nature. And you see all of this stuff flying around social media about it and, you know, you can do it without a social security number and you can do this and that, but nobody's really breaking down what's what and, you know, what the approaches are to uh, really putting yourself in position to do this. One of the reasons why is because, or I believe one of the reasons why is that we live in a microwave society. Everybody wants push button success without doing the work. And some things in life will just never change. You will have to put in not only the sweat equity and the time, but you're going to have to invest in yourself. You're going to have to learn that sometimes, probably most of the time, it's better to hire a professional because what you're paying for, besides the time it costs you to make the mistakes, is that you can turn that time into income by doing what you do, mastering your area. You know, in some of the coaching I do, I I tell business owners all the time, you know, that time value equation is just not something you can overlook. You know, so if you're trying to not have an accountant, not have a bookkeeper, not have a tax professional, not have an attorney, these are now all hats you have to wear. None of those hats generate income for you. So it's counterproductive, you know. But getting right into it today, we have, as I said earlier, one of uh, Philly's finest uh, consumer protection attorney. And I mean, the game you're going to get here today as it relates to credit, you, you're going to save four years of education uh, in, in, in a traditional college, and they still wouldn't teach you this. So um, we want to welcome to the show without a further ado, because I don't want to steal any of her thunder. We want to welcome to the show, Miss Dana Blue. Hey, Dana, can you see me okay? I'm, I'm here. I made it. <laughs> Hey, we are so glad to have you on the show. You know, it that we got you on in this month, this money month that we're doing because credit is such a key component. You know, um, some say cash is king. I live by that mantra myself. Um, you know, but there are just very evident times where uh, credit is needed. And one of the mistakes I think that people make is that they use credit the wrong way. They don't leverage credit. They just shorten the gratification curve with it. And I think that's what leads to a lot of the uh, perils, you know, that uh, we as Americans face in the uh, credit arena or whatever. But then, you know, today, uh, every year you have the new thing on uh, uh, MLMs and social media. And for the past, you know, probably uh, 18 months, it's been 
credit repair and uh, credit yeah. this and credit that. And, you know, a lot of this stuff, like a lot of people that's doing it don't even understand what they're doing. They're buying into a system and selling something for commissions. They don't know what's happening. And, you know, um, they're not real experts. So the first thing I'd love for you to do is go ahead and explain to everybody why you are the expert in this area, the thing that it is you do. Okay. Well, as you mentioned, I am a consumer law attorney. And what I do is I represent um, really consumers who have been, uh, who have been harmed by um, credit report errors, unfair debt collection, um, deceptive business practices. Um, I also uh, assist clients with consumer financial issues um, with a particular focus on student loan debt. Um, but there are there's a lot of us that have massive amounts of debt out there. And as you mentioned earlier, um, financial management is huge. Financial um, you know, education, knowledge, but also how you are managing your money. Really, um, kind of from what I've noticed um, from people that I've worked with, it really drives your credit. Um, so, you know, the folks that I've been uh, had, I've worked with that have really strong um, financial principles, they typically have really strong credit. <laughs> um, and so, I just wanted to acknowledge that what you were saying earlier really is um that's very accurate if if you can't get some of your um bad habits financial habits together you're going to always struggle with your credit and i think it's just as simple as a as a paradigm shift you know um i'm of the mantra you know make adjustments not excuses you know there's so many uh excuses made especially in uh, African-American culture when it comes to getting funding or whatever. Not that some of these things aren't true as it relates to maybe systemics and redlining and things of that nature. But in the grand scheme of things, we have a responsibility to first, and I tell people this all the time, first do everything you can before you start making excuses. If you haven't put yourself in position for the type of credit and everything you need, then you really can't claim that this, that, or the other reason is right. why, you know, you weren't able to be uh, assisted. And so, you know, let's first uh, deal with some of the myths, I guess, that's out there uh, as it relates to credit, specifically business credit. Um, you know, uh, one of the big myths that's out there is that, um, and it may not be a myth, we're going to ask the expert. Okay. One of them is you do not need to have good credit to have great business credit. One has nothing to do with the other. And some of the times what I see is that for a lot of new businesses um, that don't have a couple of years of tax returns, uh, and or significant um, sales in them first two or three years, um, there's usually some requests for a personal guarantee. Now, my theory is always that, you know, it's because that business is more 
at a risk of going out of business and companies that are extending this credit want to kind of, you know, protect their back end losses or whatever. But what is that even real? Can you really establish uh, uh, business credit when you're not a massive giant like a, a Walmart or a regional player or whatever without using your uh, personal or social security number? Yes, you absolutely can. You absolutely can. So um, that is a myth that you have to attach your social security number um, or use your social security number in order to get business credit or even have a personal guarantee. So there is a process. There is a process. But if you follow the process, you you never have to use your own credit, your personal credit. <clears throat> um, and, you you know, there. I will say that you may encounter some lenders that will ask you for your social, but you know, I, my theory is, is to continue to submit the application with only the EIN and um, those app and those lenders that accept your application with only your EIN. Those are the ones that you move forward with. Awesome. And so there used to be a big thing about uh, having a DMB. Oh, I'm sorry. I went off into assumption mode. For those that don't know, the DMV is Dungeon Bradstreet. And this used to be like the litmus test, the mm -hmm. thing that really determined your credit uh, along with the Paydex score and everything. Um, is that really a focus anymore? Um, is that still really utilized? Yes, it absolutely is. You still uh, need to be registered with Dun and Bradstreet. Um, and get your DUNS number um, because that gets you in the system and, and set up for your Paydex score. So those those are still um, relevant pieces of the process that has not changed. And so how does one about starting their business credit profile um, with that understanding, okay, I want to have a completely separate credit profile for myself, how does one start that process of creating that profile? Okay. Well, just, I wanted to um, touch on the benefits really okay. quickly, business credit, because business credit is really, really powerful. You know, I'm sure you're aware now that we, you know, struggle statistically with qualifying for bank loans. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it's very difficult for us to get lines of credit and loans from the bank. So having access to business credit and lines of credit that are not attached to you, you know, your own personal assets is huge. It's 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 amazing leverage for your business. Um, so one of the benefits, like I mentioned, is that it it it, cre it creates a separate entity is almost like you have double borrowing power because if you have borrowing power with your business and you still have borrowing power with your own personal credit, you know, it, it gives you double borrowing power. Um, business credit is faster. You can build business credit faster than you can consumer credit. Um, you also have access to higher limits. So, you know, pretty, everyone pretty much knows that with business credit, your limits can be, you know, sometimes 10, 20, 
10, 20 times higher than they would if it was a consumer credit card. Um, And mostly what I think is most important is that it removes personal liability from the debt. Mm -hmm. So your assets, your personal assets are protected by establishing business credit. So that point right there, I think, I want, if, if we can, I want to focus right there for a minute on that part that you just said, because one of the things I see in this is really how uh, Boss was even created, you know, Business Operations Success Suite was created, is that I find very, like, you wouldn't believe how common this is. Well, you actually would, because you probably see it. But, you know, the number of businesses that from the outside looking in appear to have it together and they're making money are not doing the essential operating things necessary to keep themselves separated from their business. You know, if I I have the co-mingling conversation <laughs> at least twice a week, right? You know, um, personal, what are some of the things that business? Right. What are some of the things that people just absolutely have to do? Themselves from that uh, personal liability and everything, so that they're in a better position for business credit? Well, I guess um, separated from business credit, um, if if you're a business and you want to, gosh, I just think I heard a great expression, um, but you essentially, you want to make sure that you are not just saying you're a business, but you're actually, you are a business. And so that would entail actually registering your business with the state and an entity other than sole proprietor or partnership. So absolutely one of the first things that I would recommend doing to protect yourself personally and to separate yourself is to you know, file your business as a LLC or a corporation or you know, whatever entity you feel is a good fit for your business model. Um, and I would also recommend setting up a separate bank account, having a business bank account <clears throat> and conducting business in that bank account. And when you sign contracts and do business with vendors, you're doing so in your business name and not in your personal name. That's one I think gets overlooked a lot. Um, uh, can you elaborate on the business signature? Well, um, you know, typically most of us are um, single member LLCs. I, I am myself. Um, and so when you're conducting business, you want to make sure that the contract is in your business name. Now, obviously, you as the signer are also going to be on the contract because you are the you know sole member of the LLC, but you want the contract. You want to at least make sure that it is in your business name and um, your name will also be on it, but the contract should be with the business. Awesome. So 
um, you and I had a chance to like go over some points before uh, we got started, and right. I had like a list this long. I was like, you know what? I can't keep her on here for a week, so I'm gonna try to get this all in yeah. uh, in that hour's yeah. period of time. Um, but what are some of the other myths? that um, circulate in the market about business credit and the use of business credit. One of the things I always see uh, is that people should go to, uh, after they get their DUNS number, that they should go to, uh, I think the store was uh, Granger, and there's like another one that starts with a U. And I'm like, uh, okay. But what if they don't sell anything that you need? Why, you know, talk to me about this. What is the thought process there? You know what? Interestingly enough, I completely understand your logic behind that, but it's, it is actually part of a process that if you follow the process and you start with your um, vendor accounts and I can, I'll rewind and, and, and talk more about the, the process that, from beginning to end, but there is a method to the madness. So for instance, Uline, you know, Uline is a vendor account that is always recommended as a starter account. And those are important because those are the vendors that will give you business credit without having any business credit already established. So that's why I guess that's one of the vendors that you commonly hear about because they are, they will extend credit to businesses that don't already have any established business credit. Um, and I think with Uline, they sell shipping and packing and, and things of that nature, but they do report um, to Dun and Bradstreet, which is important when you get to that step in the process. But let me just back up a little bit because I got to talk to you about how you can even set your business up so that you can be considered fundable. Right. Let, let's take a walk with Dana in the high hill. Let's go back. <laughs> okay. Don't take us for a walk. <laughs> Absolutely, I'll take you down. I'll take you down the path. Um, so, the first thing that you have to do that is crucial to the process of establishing business credit is you have to make your business appear fundable. And perception is critical to your ability to be able to get business credit. And what I mean by that is, is that um, before you apply for business credit, you want to make sure that your business meets or exceeds lender legitimately, legitimacy, oh goodness, lender legitimacy standards, (laughs) tongue twister. Um, so there are over 20 legitimacy points that are necessary for a business to have a strong, credible foundation. And um, let's talk about some of those because, you know, most folks don't know that they need to have these things in place before they even start to apply for business credit. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to have your exact business legal name. Um, And that needs to be reflected on pretty much everything. So whatever your business name is on your state filing, um, you want to make sure that it's the exact same on your corporation papers, on your licenses, your bank statements. You want to make sure that 
your name stays, your business name stays consistent. Um, What about in the instances where you may have a company, corporation, et cetera, and then um, within that, the face of your company is a DBA. It's not the company. Mm -hmm. How should one mitigate that? Well, um, typically, if you are operating as a DBA, then you filed some sort of, you know, documentation with the state that you are operating as a DBA. And so when you are applying for um, when you're applying for the credit, they're going to ask you, you know, if you have a DBA, a DBA. But that should be reflected um, on most of your documentation. It should have your business name and you, you know, followed by DBA and whatever you're doing business as. Cool. So now we have uh, we have all of our paperwork together with the consistent name flow. Um, right. So I don't know if this is where we go to the bank to open account, but that's always one of the first things I preach on because if I see one more uh, receipt with dog food on it with copy paper and ink, like what? What? <laughs> Well, yeah, so you definitely have to have um, a business, a a separate business entity. So you want to make sure that you're not applying for business credit and you haven't already, you know, uh, established your business entity. Um, You're also going to need an EIN number Um, and an EIN number is free. You can get it right off the IRS website. So you don't have to pay anybody or pay a third party service to get an EIN number. Um, and you actually get them right there on the spot. It's, um, you know, they give you a PDF with the formal letter that has your EIN number. So it's something that you can literally obtain same day after you've uh, done your filing with the state. Um, your business address, um, your business address has to be a real brick and mortar building. It has to be a deliverable, you know, physical address. Um, it can't be a home address or a PO box. Um, and you know, there are a lot of lenders that are strict on this and they won't fund unless that criteria is met. So when we get right there at that moment, how Mm -hmm. much of an obstacle is that for, um, the new economy, um, and the new, uh, online economy where, if I'm hearing you correctly, it's almost like, okay, you're going to go and take on uh, massive debt or overhead, rather, in something that may not necessarily serve you. But then I've also been told that uh, places like uh, FedEx or uh, Regis or places like that offer you know, mailboxes, but some banks or, you know, vendors uh, research that and say, hey, no, it's not going to work. You know, what's the, what's the, what can be done at that point? Or what should a person do when they're faced with an obstacle where a brick and mortar is not needed or, um, you know, are there subletting in some other place or whatever? How do do they mitigate that? That's that's actually what I typically recommend is, 
to um, look for a, an address or a mail service that operates out of a brick and mortar building. Um, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, Regis, but I know that I used to um, utilize Regis and not only for their mail service, but also for just the use of their office, which, um, you know, then allowed me to have a brick and mortar address. Um, so there might be there might be an additional investment um, in order to get that address part right, because the nine ninety nine virtual address, if you work at home or, um, you know, work from Starbucks, probably isn't going to work for this. You might have to consider some other options that may cost a little bit more. But I certainly wouldn't recommend uh going out and re releasing a commercial space if you don't need it. <laughs> right. There's so, and um, for those of you that don't know, and uh, Regis was just the first one that came to mind, there's several other yeah, types of, uh, yeah, um, there's many of them out there, and they're not prohibitively uh, expensive. Um, one of the things that I drive home to you guys over and over and over there is a cost of doing business. You cannot successfully cut out everything. There is a cost to doing business. And this is one of those costs that when you make the investment, you know, and that really, if let's stop right there for a second. That's one of the things that I need to drive home to you, to you guys, the mindset of success between when you say, cost and investment, mm -hmm. if you can get that right in your mind, <laughs> you open up the doors to so many other things. So if everything is looked at as a cost to you, mm -hmm. you're going to close off many opportunities, you know, but if you start to really look at different things, the proper ones, you know, because let's be honest, that $8 cup of coffee at Starbucks is not an investment. That's a cost. <laughs> you know? Uh, but if you guys start to look at things that way, you open up the doors to these opportunities, you know, um, to work with somebody like Dana, who can save you years, uh, months, if not years of, you know, painstakingly doing things the wrong way, mm -hmm. that time that you're saved, that's an investment, you know, um, and should be looked at uh, as such. But Let's go on back. Take finish taking this walk. So <laughs> down this list that you got to do to get ready. But you know, lenders. One one other thing I also um, mention is that you have to have your business number listed in the four one one directory. Um, and so they're going to check to see if you're listed there. The lenders also like a toll free number. Um, so you're telling me that my uh, prepaid cell plan. Uh, from uh, Walmart is not going to work. Yeah, that's not going to work. <laughs> Whoa! I yeah, you know, Uncle Pete told me Uncle Pete told me that I could write off my uh cell phone if I use the number for my business. You know, it, you know, a, a, a cell phone or a home phone number as your main business number really could get you flagged as a unestablished business. And and that is too high of a risk. So I don't think they heard you in the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I don't 
I say don't even give a personal cell phone or residential number as a business number. Um, you know, you can always forward a virtual number uh, to a, a, a land or, you know, your cell or a landline. Um, but message, get you a virtual number if you don't have a, uh, if you don't have a, you know, local. brick and mortar with the mm -hmm. landline type of thing, go ahead and uh, get a virtual number or 800 number. And both, uh, and a fax number, and a fax number. Mm -hmm. Because even though, you know, faxes are obsolete, but I guess there's still some industries where they they fax. And so, yeah, a fax number, you know, I think e-fax, you can grab one for $5 a month or something like that. But um, so credit. Oh, provided. clearly I'm overpaying for mine. Hold up, $5 a month. Wait a minute. Listen, I was overpaying for mine too. Like I had, I, 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 you know, I was paying over for mine. I was paying for years, just like randomly $12 a month, never, you know, but uh, credit providers will also uh, research a company on the internet. So mm -hmm. um, it's best that they learn everything directly from your website. Um, not having a website will uh, severely hurt your chances of obtaining business credit. So wait a minute. This website. Are you suggesting that not only can I not use my prepaid cell phone, I have to go out here and buy domain names and put up websites and everything. And I have a landscaping business. I just want to buy a couple more uh, trucks and tractors. Why well, I need a website for it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're going to need a website. <laughs> hey, Dana said it, not me. She's the attorney. Don't blame me. I try to tell y'all, but what do I know? I'm just a tax guy. I, <laughs> websites aren't expensive anymore either. They're not expensive anymore. Um, but so it's important that you get a company email for your business. Um, it's not only professional, but it also just, you know, helps your chances of a provider. Um, but I have Gmail. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, I you know, I, I'm not mad at Gmail. But if you have a website, you wanna you wanna grab that, you know, that tail end of that website and throw on your info or your name or something at the front of it. But you know, that adds more legitimacy to your business than than Gmail, unfortunately. Even if you have Gmail professional. <laughs> hey, she she she's dropping game up in here. I don't know if y'all catching this. Yeah, you're she's to supposed to tell y'all about credit, and she's actually telling you not how to not look like a janky business. One on one, and who knew it's all tied to credit? So, have you guys applied for some business credit and was denied and start kicking rocks without realizing that? You using your cell phone number, don't have a website, uh, don't have a, a mailing address you're using your home or a P.O. Right. box. Right. You three strikes, you're out. Right. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, yeah. We see this more often than not. Um, but uh, let's see. Well, let me think. What else? Do I, what else do they want to see? Um, you want to make sure that you have all your required licenses for your industry. Um, and, you know, again, I always emphasize this because this seems to be one of the easy 
easily overlook things, but we want to make sure that your business, your, your business on your uh, filings, your IRS filings, your city license filings, your uh, business entity filings, that they all have your business listed the same way with the exact legal name. And even, you know, making sure that every bill um, that you receive for your business, if you have any power bills or phone bills or, or, or landlord, um, you want to make sure that it's in your business name. Like you do go and, you know, rent from Regis. <clears throat> make sure it's got your business name on it too. That's big. And, you know, uh, so basically you're saying um, uh, be the part, don't just halfway look the part and then be consistent in being the part. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. You got to be consistent. Um, but once you've got all that set up and, and ready to roll, um, you can move on to step two, which is getting access to your business credit reports. So I think you touched on that a little bit earlier. You know, how do you access these reports? Um, how do you start building these reports? Um, and so once you have your business fully established and you are um, considered, you know, you've met legitimate standards, um, you would go to the Dun & Bradstreet website and you're going to get a free Dun's number. And this is how... Duns and Bradstreet, your company in their system. And also, this is what triggers the generation of a, of a Payex score. Um, so if you don't have a Duns number, then there's no record and there can't be a Payex score. So it's that's that's the first step you want to do is to like it's you know, it's still in the process. You gotta go to Dun and Bradstreet and establish an account there. Um Business credit reports are actually offered by, they're offered by Experian, um, Dun & Bradstreet, of course, as well as Equifax. So uh, you might already have a business credit report and not be aware of it. So you want to definitely try to, you know, pull a credit report for your business to see um, if there is any existing trade lines or business that you might have uh, had that ended up being reported to Dun & Bradstreet or Equifax. So, oh, and I should should mention that um, with the credit reports, business credit reports are kind of pricey. Um, So there's not the same sort of regulation around business credit. Um, When you're denied business credit, they don't have to send you an adverse action letter. and so credit reports, I think, I know Experian, uh, their smart credit reports are anywhere from $37 to uh, $175. So, um, but once you have those reports, then you can, you're able to see what trade lines are actually reporting um, for your business and see if you have a, a business credit score that's been assigned. Um, to see if you have an active um, Experian business profile and, and if you have any recent inquiries. Um, and it does take more time to create a file with Equifax, small business, than it does with um, Dun & Bad Street and Experian um, because there's, <clears throat> there's just not a lot of vendors that are reporting to Equifax as of yet. 
So uh, most report to Experian and, and Dun & Bradstreet. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I got to get some water. <laughs> so is there a um, way for consumers, uh, business consumers, to know in the process of an application uh, for credit uh, which vendors are and or are not um, reporting? Uh-oh. We got you breaking up there. Hold on. <laughs> okay, I think we're uh, getting a connection issue there for Dana. Let's try to bring her back in there. Can you see us, Dana? Okay, we're going to let Dana's uh, uh, Wi-Fi reconnect there or whatever. A lot of information so far. I don't know if you guys uh, are taking notes on this. So, so far, um, she's already told you guys how to not operate the the janky business and also um, the steps that you need to do to start that process. And we're going to uh, bring her back on here uh, in just a few moments because she was taking us through the different steps of legitimizing your business in those first uh, credit steps. So if you haven't done so already, let's first go and check and look at your state filings. If you have not filed with your state, then you are probably not a uh, business, you know, uh, or a legitimate business. You know, so props as it relates to doing business credit is not extra all right, double okay is probably not going to happen. So um, requiring a little bit of an investment there, you know, starting with uh, forming your company correctly. This is what boss is all about. This is what we want to uh, teach you guys. Um you know, I just got new information. So I just found out about the uh, benefits of an 800 number. I thought you only needed that if you were doing some type of international thing from back when, you know, long distance had a cost or whatever. So uh, a lot of information being told. If you haven't done so already, you know, every time you watch Boss Talk Radio, you need to have your pen and your uh, paper handy. So we're bringing Dana back in. Dana, can you hear us okay? Yeah, I can. I'm here. Can you see awesome. me? Yes. So I was asking uh, before we had the uh, the disconnect, um, wanted to ask if um, is there a way for us as business consumers when we're uh, applying for a line of credit with a vendor, et cetera, how do we know if they report or not? Well, I think you can always ask them. Okay. You can ask them. So that should be a required method when you're replying. You should ask that question. Yeah, you, you should ask. I mean, um, you definitely want to know which bureaus they report to. Um, some of your, you know, those starter, and I, I, I'm about to talk about them in a minute because I want to drop some gems on your on your listeners, and I'm going to tell them specifically which uh, are the starter vendors that they get your would. Get pen and paper. <laughs> yeah, get your pen and paper because I got a list of starting vendors. And uh, these starting vendors at least report to Dun & Bradstreet. Um, some of them report to Dun & Bradstreet and Experian. Um, but yeah, you would want to ask when you apply. Okay. Which ones they report to. And if they, um, 
Now there are in some cases what's called non-reporting trade accounts. And so while you want trade accounts to report to at least one of the credit reporting agencies, a trade account that doesn't report can still be of some value. Um, you can ask the non-reporting accounts for trade references. Um, plus credit accounts can help you. Um, they might be able to help you out even better with business expenditures, making your budget easier. So these are companies like um, PayPal, T-Mobile, Best Buy. So they are non-reporting um, accounts, but they still have some value and some purpose to them. And so when uh, when <clears throat> signing up for those, um, well, one should start with their, with their uh, business information, correct? Yes, absolutely. So um, I am, so I guess step three, once you have, um, we just talked about you've accessed your reports, you've established yourself as a business with Dun & Bradstreet, that's really when you're ready to get into actually building the credit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a business credit report is really started very, pretty much the same way as a consumer report is you just, you're starting with small credit cards and uh, your business can be approved for small credit cards to help you kind of build that initial credit profile. And these initial credit cards in the business world, they're called vendor credit tier. Um, and this is where you have to start. You, you must start your business credit profile and your score with starter vendors. If you try to go any other way, you're going to get declined because this is where you have to start when you have no business credit. No, no prior existing business credit. Um, so these starter vendors are the ones who will give you the initial credit, even when you have no credit, no score and no trade lines on your business credit report. Um, like I said, most stores like Staples, they they're not going to give you initial starter credit. So don't even bother trying. <laughs> um, and most stores, they won't approve most stores will not approve a business owner for business credit unless the owner has established credit profile and score just like the in the consumer world so with the vendor credit tier accounts they have to be added first because you have to establish the profile and the score and then you can move to the next round but and and this process really only takes about 90 days or less to establish a score and a profile with these trade lines. So there's a time investment involved anyway in this in the process in addition to making sure um, you don't look like a janky business. Um, yeah. You have to make a time investment in, in some of the processes uh, to do things. So uh, yeah, write that down, guys. We have a vendor, uh, we have the vendor tier there. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, go ahead and uh make note of that and i'm gonna put it here in the comments uh as well so people it can uh, and you know building business credit is actually quicker than um uh, consumer credit mm -hmm. because um 
with business credit, they're only looking at your payment history. Are you making your payments on time? That's what they're looking at. So yeah. vend let me explain um, how a vendor line of credit works. Okay, so a vendor line of credit is when a company or the vendor extends a line of credit to your business on a net 15, 30, 60, 90 day terms. And this means that you can purchase their products or services up to a maximum dollar amount and you have 15, 30, 60, 90 days to pay the bill in full. So if you are set up on a net 30, net 30 terms, um, and you were to purchase $300 worth of goods today, then that $300 is due within the next 30 days, if that makes any sense. So I have a question on that. So from the space of the middle space of uh, using credit responsibly, um, someone is looking to go into the vendor credit uh that's established that first step in vendor credit um is it wise to use a uh a gas credit card or something like that where you know they may be using that actively in their business or if it's somebody who have to move around should they get the you know american airline or southwest well, credit card or well, keep in mind that right now we're just in the vendor line of credit stage. Okay. We don't have all those fancy, all that other fancy. <laughs> only thing we have right now is we've got vendor line lines of credit. And while and this is where we, you know, begin to develop the business credit. And this is where you, you gotta start here because these are the guys that are going to extend credit without you having any business credit. And <clears throat> Always, when you're applying for these vendor credit tiers, you always apply first without using your social security number. Mm -hmm. okay, so some vendors, they'll request it, and some will even tell you on the phone that you have to have it, but submit it first without it. Most credit issuers will approve you without your social security number being on the application mm -hmm. if your, your EIN credit is strong enough. So if your EIN credit is not strong enough, then they might decline you and ask for your social security number. But I, I always recommend don't provide it. Try to move on to another lender. Gotcha. And when, you don't, and when you don't include it on the application, most of the time they will approve you without your social security number. So I think, you know, how some of that, that myth kind of comes about is that, um, you know, maybe they're on the phone with a representative who tells them, you know, include your social security number. And, you know, they're kind of, they think that's what they have to do. So to basically you're saying that at this stage in the process, um, you don't have, you have a choice in the matter of if you're going to play by their rules or search for the next one. So you're taking control of your money, basically. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I yeah, I I wouldn't I would stay away from providing my cuz that's what kind of you know that's what's bringing in the personal guarantee. That's what's tying you back into, you mm -hmm. know, this loan. So no, don't just submit the application without your social security number. Only include your EIN number and see what happens. Mhm. Mm um now and 
when you, so once you get your first trade line, you continue to open up trade lines, vendor credit lines, um, and you need a total of five vendor trade lines to be reporting on your Dun & Bradstreet, and eight is better, but five is the minimum. Um, and it's going to take at least five for you to move to the next tier of business credit. So let's, let me give you, um, some ideas. We already kind of talked about a starter vendor. One starter vendor is Uline, right? That's the famous that everybody knows about Uline. Um, Uline.com. That's U-L-I-N-E.com. They sell shipping and packaging and industrial supplies, um, but they report to Dun & Badge Street, and you have to have a Dun's number, two references, and a bank reference. So, um, and with them, your first few orders, they may need to be prepaid initially to get approved for the net 30 terms. Um, the second starter uh, vendor that I recommend is Quill, Q-U-I-L-L. -L. You can find them at quill.com. They also sell packaging, uh, cleaning supplies. Um, they report to Dun & Bad Street as well as Experian. Um, and so what I like about them is that they report to both. So you get two credit experiences with, with one vendor. Um, you do have to place an initial order first unless you have an established um, Dun & Bad Street score. Um, and but they will usually put you on a um, 90 day prepayment schedule. So if you order items, you know, each month for about three months, they typically approve you for a net 30 account. That's Quill. And then the third uh, starter vendor that I recommend is Gimplers. G-E-M-P-L-E-R-S. And they're at Gimplers.com but they sell work supplies and products. They do report to Dun & Bradstreet, but if you you know, place your initial order for over $50 and select the invoice me option, uh, they will, um, if you're not, I know what they, they will pull your credit, and if you're not approved, your business credit, and if you're not approved, um, then make sure to prepay for the order. But if you keep purchasing and choosing the invoice me option, you will get approved for the net 30 account eventually. But that's, you know, if it just triggers the first time to, to not approve you, keep trying. So I'm trying to establish business credit and now I have a dedicated room full of packing, shipping, and cleaning supplies, and I have an online business. Uh, how do I benefit from this, and how can I uh, offset this, uh, this investment? Well, George, that's probably, uh, well, how do you offset the investment? Well, um, you don't have to invest a lot. Um, you're, you know, again, this is a part of the process to building to bigger and better things. So once you have 
you know, five, at least five of those accounts. Um, you want to make sure that you're paying them when they're due. Um, at that point, after five trade lines are established under the vendor credit tier, you're going to move on to obtaining retail tier accounts. Um, and retail credit tier accounts are the cards with revolving terms. So um, the great thing about these is that a business owner can use these cards and not be required to pay the full balance owed each month. Um, retail credit account approvals, uh, they come from stores. So um, you start here with before you can move on to the Visa, MasterCard, American Express. Um, but you have to have the vendor credit first because most stores will not approve a business owner for business credit unless the owner has an established credit profile and score. So if you just you know got your business set up and you walk into Staples and try to apply for a Staples card, chances are you're going to get declined right away because you haven't established that vendor credit uh, previously. Um, now. Yeah. And, and surprisingly enough, most retail stores, they offer business credit accounts, but they don't promote that they do. So, you know, Walmart does, Target does, Best Buy, Amazon, Sam's Club, Costco, Office Depot, Lowe's, Home Depot. Um, they, they all have uh, retail accounts. So um, this is this is where you land after you've established your vendor accounts then you want to you want to establish I'm trying to think I'm pretty sure with eight to ten you I'm trying to do I'm trying to do some math here in my head sorry about <laughs> um so you want to have your five vendor accounts and then you want to have at least three vendor, I'm sorry, three retail accounts before you move on to your next step, which is your fleet credit tier. So you need to have between eight to 10 accounts reporting before you can move into the fleet credit tier. And this is where you can get credit from companies like BP and Costco um, this is the kind of credit that's used to buy and repair and maintain vehicles. So you apply with your EIN. And again, you do not use your social security number. At this point, you have um, eight to 10 business accounts that are reporting on your um, business credit report. And... Um, also, O'Shell, I forgot Shell, they they also provide fleet um, credit and they report to Dun & Bradstreet as well as business experience. Um, so after you've got 10 accounts, you are now ready to move on to the next tier of business credit, which is cash credit tier. and that's when you can start applying for the visas, the MasterCard type of credit. And your approval amounts in this tier will be equivalent to 
the highest credit limit account that you have on your business report. So you want to try to have, you know, your 10 accounts. You, you come into this tier, this cash credit tier, you're going to come in already with 10 business accounts. And you want to try to make sure that one of those accounts has at least a $10,000 limit. And so it's really essential when you're in that retail um, and fleet tier that you keep using the credit and keep applying for more and talk with the credit providers about raising your credit limits. Because if you do this, your business credit will keep growing until you get the higher credit lines within six to 12 months. So in doing that, do you, um, if you're, you know, you're making the payments, you're raising the credit limits, does that credit amount have to be used? Let's say uh, you've gotten, you're at the retail uh, space and you've gotten, well, one thing I wanted to first get clarity on was, was were you referring to eight to 10 uh, accounts in each one of those tiers or 10 total uh, accruing across the, the different tiers? Yep. Sorry. I know I got a little bit confused there. Uh, no, in total. Okay. So you want to start with your five in your uh, vendor tier. And then after five, you're going to move to your retail credit tier. And then in that space, you want to get eight to 10. Um, because within eight to 10, then you can move into your fleet credit tier. So you want to have at least three retail to get you mm -hmm. to the fleet. Cause you got, you know, if you have five from your vendor, three from your retail, you need eight to get in to the fleet mm -hmm. tier. That makes any sense. So let's say you're at that retail space. Um, you have four or five, uh, different vendors, or whatever that um, who are actually reporting. That's important. Let's not overlook that. You want to make sure that they're reporting. And then um, let's say you mentioned you want to have them raise the credit uh, limits or whatever. Mm -hmm. In doing so, do you also have to establish using that amount of credit. In other words, if your credit limit is 2000, you've charged up 1100, you get it raised to 10,000, but you just don't need $10,000 of whatever this company has is the uh limits uh aggregate across the total uh uh, amount of credit lines or is it per vendor with the highest one or you know what I'm glad you asked that that is a great question because um, in with business credit utilization does not factor into your score wow yeah the uh, business credit your business credit score is based only on whether the business pays its bills on time mm -hmm. that's that's what your business score is based on, whether you, you the business pays its bills on time. So you don't even have to use the cards or worry about using the cards. It's just having them and having the access to them and then reporting on your on your business credit report. 
And so once you've established them, if um, is there any negative impact to not using them over any period of time? Like once you've gone through all the tiers you want to get to and you've gotten the, the black card, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. is there now any consequence to not using that Uline card you started with <laughs> back over here? Well, you know, I don't, it's not necessarily expected to use all of your cards, but you do have to use the business credit to show that you are continuing to pay on time. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, there is somewhat of a delicate balance there, um, but it's a little, it's less work because you don't have to worry so much about hitting those utilization rates because payment, paying on time is the only factor that really plays into your score. It just, it makes it much easier to manage. Um, but you do have to use the card. You do need to, to use the cards and your, and your, um, your net, uh, your net 30 accounts. And is there any detriment in, um, paying them early? Um, does that work against you? No. no okay. you. Yeah, not at all. And so once you get to this space, um, how do I want to ask this? I know what I want to say, but I, I, I see people trip up in this area. What is that? That's, that's it. That's true. So what do you suggest as far as cash flow management for a business to ensure they're not missing these dates on uh, payments and whatnot while at the same time? making sure that the business has enough operating uh, fluidity to get from place to place. Yeah, no, um, you know, what I recommend and, you know, George, if I'm just, if I'm just going to be real about this, I recommend hiring a professional. Would you look at that? It keeps coming <laughs> back up. <laughs> you can't seem to get around that. I mean, you know, <laughs> I, you know, because, you know, you bring up a very uh, good point that all of this has to be managed. And um, I think oftentimes you would be so surprised at how many businesses don't know their numbers. They don't Ooh, know. She, they don't know their numbers. Yeah. Now, I know y'all always think that I'm harping on the accounting and the tax space or whatever. But here we have one of Philly's finest strutting around in heels telling you that you need to hire a professional because you need to know your numbers and this is relative to credit is like no matter what part of business we talk about you cannot seem to get around that <laughs> right right absolutely and you know the businesses that are you know in my opinion that are in the best shape and that I see, you know, potential to have the most growth are the ones in which the owners, they know their numbers, like Cole, they know the data, they know, you know what I mean? Um, and so if that's not your wheelhouse or your specialty, that's okay, right? But find someone who can, who that is their specialty and mm -hmm. make sure that you have that support in place. I know, Oftentimes, as entrepreneurs, we we're excited about our business, and we're like, "We got to get this logo," and we want, you know, we want to hire like assistants. We want a virtual assistant because we got all this little stuff to do and everything. But we don't 
think about hiring a bookkeeper or hiring, you know, someone else that can actually help you get your, you know, your your numbers and your business in line. Um, because we're like, you know, trying to make downloadable free printables for <laughs> <laughs> that seems to get completely overlooked, but um, it's you know it's very it's important. And I tell you, like to be able to know your business inside and out and the numbers, it's like I it gives you a, a completely whole different like confidence about your business. Right. Right? You know what you need to do and what sh and how to, uh, your strategies, and so. You know, I know George. You're you're EA, and I'll say this: that I met the first time I met an EA was in 2007, mm -hmm. and I I worked with her ever since, and she literally <laughs> like turned my financial life around. We're best friends now because I, was I like, probably know who who it is. Who, who you're talking about? I probably know. Her. her name is Summer Miller. Okay, don't know Summer Miller, but I know a lot of I know a lot of uh, EAs in the Philly area. <laughs> yeah, well, she she she's an EA, but then you know we met uh, going to preparing to go to law school. We met in the LSAT class, and mm -hmm. um, she, you know, when I started to, um, I guess work with professionals as it related to my money and my taxes. My whole financial life changed because look at that. It, yeah, I'm I'm saying this as a testament because if y'all don't know, you need to know. Okay, you know, um, yeah, I don't. You know, I'm just saying. You know, so many of us we go to Jackson Hewler and H and R Block, and you know, we are not really. Today. Yeah, I tell people all the time. You know, one of the questions um, I ask every business owner is that if you don't have a bookkeeper or accountant, and at the same time, as you said, if and this is not your your wheelhouse, your your area. Where are you making decisions from, you know, like, and this is why, and some people agree with me, but uh, disagree with me, but like you can be a part-time entrepreneur. It's too much to do. You know, it's too much to know, like the investment in just knowing uh, what's going on with your business, you know, not just, you know, I don't care if you... Uh, have a food truck, you know, the pricing model that has to include the paper products, so forth and so on, you know, right. to the gas, to the maintenance, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Are you going to cook? Are you going to go out and find contracts? Or are you going to keep up with all of these expenses and whatnot and determine if you're in the black or not? Mm -hmm. Your uh, Every book tells a story, mm -hmm. you know, and if your books are not together, what story are you telling these lenders when you're saying, hey, I need business credit? <laughs> the story you're presenting to them is one of absolute confusion. <laughs> you know? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. But when you start work with sophisticated professionals, 
you know, that no strategies that will, you were, you were like, what, can we like amend? Can we amend? Because I've been <laughs> wrong for like a long time. And, the answer and then, is yes, and there is a timeline though. <laughs> right, there is a limitation. But what it did for me is it made me think about tax planning year around. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Tax planning year, it really is. And and you know, the way that the way that I evolved to this is that um, you know, you owe not not many people look at their tax return and look at that, and I don't know the line number, but that line that says this is the amount of tax you owe. Right? You know that line. I don't know what number it is. <laughs> People should really pay attention to that number because that mm-hmm. is a bill. That's a bill. That's mm-hmm. a bill. And oftentimes it is one of it's your highest bill next to your mortgage. Your mm-hmm. tax highest bill. But people don't look at it that way because it comes out every two weeks. You know, mm-hmm. like check. They don't look at it as a bill, but that number on that tax return, that's the amount that you owe Uncle Sam and whatever else you pay him extra, you know, that's on you, you know, but if you can, um, I guess, strategize all year round on how to get that number lower, mm-hmm. how, to, how, to owe, how to owe less, you know, um, I remember there was a time when I was, when I was um, a student, and wasn't working, low income. Uh, yeah, I paid zero federal tax for years. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't realize when they get all they get upset because they see you know wealthy folks, well, such and such pay zero tax. It's like, so did I. I paid zero federal tax too. Why? <laughs> I was working with somebody who knew how to get you know what I mean, get me to that point where I didn't have to pay no zero. I didn't pay any federal tax. Now, you know? first you tell me that I cannot use my. Walmart prepaid cell phone plan to get a uh, business credit. And now you telling me I have to think about taxes all year long. <laughs> I'm loving it. <laughs> yeah, you should. Yeah. Yep. I, I, you know, so that was, that, that was, has been very enlightening to me and it, it's just really kind of changed the way that I uh, think about pretty much every financial decision um, that I make. I'm wondering, you know, what's the tax impact? Uh, you know, I need to keep that AGI low, you know, um, because the bigger picture is I have, you know, I have student loans, you know, I got student loans and, you know, so all of these things come together and they really are centered around your, your, your taxes. You know, it, 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 it's it's centered around your taxes. So when you start working with sophisticated professionals that know uh, strategies and techniques that will, you know, help, you, you know, help not only yourself, but your business, mm-hmm. you know, um, well, I should say help your business, but not only your business, but yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you go in for the help for your business, but then you're like, wait a minute. You have that wait. I I might need to bring in my my personal you know mm-hmm. stuff in here for you to figure out because that's how much it's and it, it can be entwined um, as we see today because people they don't separate the business and the personal they mm-hmm. just go and entwine it and um, it's really important to build to to build those things separately. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what the Boss 2020 seminar is going to be all about. You know, we have uh, 
one of our speakers, Johannes Harrison, talking to you guys about exit strategies. One of the most common things I see is people start a business and they have absolutely no plan for how to either get out in or pass that business along. So if you build up all of this credit or whatever, and now you're worth millions of dollars or whatever, because by the way, Dana's going to show you how to do that. And so now you have this massive net worth and you have not planned for it. All of these things work together. And if you've been paying attention in the month of money, the words that just keep seeming to come up is hire a professional, plan, plan, plan. <laughs> you know, so clearly we can't drive that home enough. We've talked about all kinds of different things, but it always comes back to those core uh, instances. So, Dana, we want to, um, you know, you have uh, some very pointed knowledge on rapidly developing uh, business credit. And I don't think people, I mean, I can't explain enough how not having this can stall or stagnate your business, if not put you out of business, because let's be honest, the first two years of business is the hardest thing you'll ever know. And so if you can accomplish that, by making those uh, proper uh, strategic things, putting them in place mm -hmm. and making those investments, what it's going to do for you long term is is priceless. Mm -hmm. You know, so um, tell people how they can come and work with you. Okay. Um, yeah, but just to tag on to what you mentioned, you know, once you get into that, those, those cash tier credit lines, that's where you, you'll see, you know, revolving lines of credit up to, you know, anywhere from 5000 to $50,000. So, um, you know, this, is uh, the money that this gives you the leverage that you need to grow your business, um, and to survive, you know, potentially challenging times when you don't have them when you don't have the business the money coming through um so yeah let me talk about what we offer um at uh my law office um you know we've like i said i've i was i've worked with businesses in the capacity of helping them you know protect their brands and um but what i realized in, in doing this is that they didn't have access to um, credit and loans. Um, and so the, the law firm, well, we put together a program, it's called the Business Credit Builder Program. And we basically walk you through step by step from, you know, tier one or uh, um, before tier one, actually, from just helping you establish um, all of your business credentials to make sure that you meet legitimate, legitimate See standards. I can't even say that today. <laughs> um, but all our clients actually, we assign them uh, to a business credit advisor. So you're actually getting handheld guidance every step of the way um, because we really want to simplify this somewhat, you know, complex uh, process. Um, and sometimes you need that accountability partner because you might be chucking away and you might, you know, run into a roadblock. Um, and we don't want that to happen. So um, we help business owners set up their business. We want to help you meet 
um, all of your lender and uh, credit issuer credibility standards so that you can get your approvals. Um, we also uh, help you set up and activate your credit profile with uh, Dun & Bradstreet, um, Experian, as well as Equifax Commercial. Make sure you get your Dun's number, which is essential to building business credit. Um, and we also work with you to get you initial trade credit so that you can build your business reports with no personal credit check um, or, or personal guarantee. So um, we really make sure that you get through the process the right way um, and that you follow all the steps correctly and you don't you know, waste your time and end up getting turned down and, and frustrated um, and just also lost in the process because again, you you you're striving to get up to ten different accounts. There there's a lot to that, and as business owners, um, you know you might not necessarily have the time to work on this as diligently as it needs to be. Um, and so we really offer that support and as well as the the knowledge and the guidance. Um, we also make sure that clients have the ability to monitor their business credit reports. Um, we want to monitor your scores in real time with Dun & Bradstreet and Experian. Um, and so we uh, help you access the store business credit that we mentioned, um, you know, Dell, Walmart, Amazon, Costco, uh, BP, Home Depot, um, Staples. Um, we also help you access the fleet credit that's you know used for fuel, auto, uh, auto vehicle repairs, um, for fleet commercial vehicles, and then there's the ultimate tier, which is the cash credit tier. That's your Visa, Mastercard, American Express that you can you know obviously use worldwide with limits from anywhere to five to five thousand dollars i'm sorry five thousand dollars to fifty thousand dollars um and then that also once you're in that tier then you you know you've opened yourself up to opportunities for auto vehicle financing um to purchase and lease vehicles in your business name so this is really um an opportunity to uh work with our law firm to access real usable no personal guarantee uh, business credit. Um, and we're here to help your business grow. And uh, this is how you do it with business credit. Oh, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Now? I hear you now. Yeah, I hear you now. Did you have to yeah. mute? Did you mute me? Yeah, and then when I when I put it back on, it didn't it didn't unmute. So um, tell everybody what's your website and how they can reach out okay. to get yeah. their credit. Oh yeah, sure. All right. Well, um, you can reach me. My office number is two six seven seven six eight. Eight three eight seven. You can always send me an email at info at Dana Blue Law dot com. 
and you can uh, find me on Facebook, Dana A. Blue, Attorney at Law on Facebook. All right. Dana, thank you so much for dropping so many gems on everybody today. And I'm sure, uh, I don't know, we probably should have gave him your assistant number because I think your phone's going to blow up <laughs> with I'll questions sure and everything phone. on that. <laughs> but again, guys, uh, basically what you are hearing today is one of my favorite sayings, progress is a process. You can't go from here to here without putting in some work, without getting some things done. And you absolutely want to get some help along the way. Uh want to thank Dana and her team for dropping in and because we had to make some adjustments because we don't make excuses here at Boss Talk. So um, we weren't able to take live comments uh, today, but... Um, you have Dana's contact information if you have any questions. And, of course, you can reach us over at Boss Talk Radio at info at Elite8Financial.com. And we look forward to seeing you guys on this Saturday, Boss 2020 inaugural event. Uh, you can buy your tickets at Boss 2020. I mean, I'm sorry, Boss-2020. Dot eventbrite.com. Uh, the link is there at the bottom of your screen. We look forward to having you. And like I said, it's going to be a wealth of information and benefiting a charity all at the same time. You've been tuned into Boss Talk Radio. Uh, after we finish this month of money, we're coming back to you uh, next month uh, with some more success tips, some more top entrepreneurs and professionals giving you all the gems you need to have a successful business. Thank you guys for tuning in and we will see you later.